Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone, host of Film Festival Radio Show. And once again, we have another interview that we would like to share with you. And this time, this is definitely an interview that I am very, very excited about. It's actually a series of interviews that are all into one big group interview here. And I am speaking to the cast from the very big hit, independent film, Daruma. Yes, that film, I'm sure you you were into independent films, you've heard a lot of buzz about this film. It has become the princess, prince, king, and queen of the independent film circuit. Most recently at Slamdance 24, it was the darling of Slamdance. It really was. Everybody was talking about this film. Uh, people like such as who? Variety Magazine, CNN, Forbes, and so many other television, uh, radio, webcast outlets just all want a portion to touch this film and touch the cast members and such because they are such a group of very talented people. Well, one of the many aspects of what makes this film so special, not only is it the talent and the screenwriters and all of that, but the storyline itself is what really brings it all home here. Daruma is the first feature film to star two lead actors who actually have disabilities, and they both are in the lead roles. But the film storyline is not about the actors and the characters' disabilities at all. No, it's not. The storyline, the core of it is uh, two characters, Patrick and Robert. Patrick is in a, a wheelchair. Robert is a double amputee, and so they're neighbors, and they kind of sort of don't really like each other a little bit here. But anyway, uh, this is Patrick's four-year-old daughter, and he has to send her back east to be with her maternal grandparents. And so therein lies the kind of core of the storyline there, and uh, it just unfolds, and it's just a beautiful film. Daruma has received the praise from many advocacy groups for its authenticity, as well as being such a positive film about the disability community, especially actors and actresses who may have disabilities because it's giving them an opportunity to showcase their talents as, you know, in the creative world here. So uh, this interview, let me give you the lineup of people you're about to hear. You will be hearing from actor Tobias Forrest, who stars as Patrick, John Lawson stars as Robert. These are the two lead characters. Uh, Abigail Hawk stars as Anna. Kelly McNeil Yellen is the lead writer, and her husband Alexander Yellen is the director. And we also must mention that Oscar winner Peter Farelli is the film's executive producer, and veteran actor. Barry Bostwick rounds out the cast as one of the key actors. And then they have other actors as well. But anyway, let me just be quiet and let's roll it to listen to some of the talent that uh, has created this amazing and marvelous film, Daruma. So they're going to tell you how well we're going to next, next film festival and, you know, just the whole schedule there. So let's sit back and just listen to my recent interview just a few hours ago, actually. So let's roll it and let's listen to it.
Uh, okay. I actually managed to get um, Tobias Forrest, who's here as well. So Toby is the lead of Daruma. And I managed to get, so you've got Toby, you've got Abigail Hawk, you've got John Lawson, you've got myself, and you've got Alexander Yellen. Um, so thank you for bearing with us. We've had a very busy morning and uh, doing quite a few interviews. So thanks for carving out time to speak with us about the film. Oh, no. It's like, hey, thank all of you. You have got an amazing project here on your hand. And so I can only imagine how busy everybody is. So I want to say thank all of you for taking the time to talk to me. Of course. And I know you've got a lot to do, so I'm not going to take up too much of your time here. So let's, uh, let's you know, since we're now recording, let's do a roll call and tell everybody who's on board here. We know it's me, Janice Malone, but who else do we have on board here? So, hi, I'm Kelly McNeil-Yellen. I'm the writer-producer of Daruma. And I am Alexander Yellen. I'm the director and cinematographer of Daruma, also Kelly's husband. Uh, I am Tobias Forrest. I play Patrick in the film. Okay. So, Errol. And, and I'm John Lawson. I play Robert in the film. And I'm Abigail Hawk. I associate producer and I play Anna in the film. Okay. All right. So, that's everybody here. And uh, I just want to say congratulations on the success of this film, I, you guys are obviously the darling of your film is for Slam Dance. Can you just give us a quick rundown? At this time last year, mid-January of last year, as far as the project is concerned, what were you guys doing with film? Um, <laughs> oh man, that, that's a that's a that's a painful question because you know at this time we're we're still hearing a lot of no's. Um, I will say that you know two years ago we were. So we were filming the project. So right now it's kind of funny that during the festival, we're all getting all of these reminders on our phones that say, you were on you were this location and this location. And we're like, now we're like, oh my gosh, we're actually in Park City screening. So it's kind of an amazing transformation. But, you know, this time last year, we're still trying to finish up post-production and, you know, we're starting to, you know, get it out there on the festival circuit and see what we can do. And, you know, we'd heard a lot of no's and, you know, I, you know, you, you really question yourself as an artist. You're like, did I do the right thing? Did I, did I make something good? Did I, did I, did I make a film people don't want to see? And, you know, now that, now that we're here in a festival like this and Janice, you just called us the darling, like that's, I don't know that, I don't know if I turned red on camera, but like I'm blushing, um, but that's an amazing compliment. So thank you. Well, it's very true, obviously here. And uh, it's just like a, a, a sleeper, as they sometimes say, of course, in films. But uh, we'll get to the nuts and bolts of, of the storyline in a minute here. But you did mention about there was a lot of no's. Now, I understand that, you know, you knocked on a lot of doors as far as financing and getting the project made. Can you just kind of give us some insight as to just how tough that was? <laughs> well, so when we when we started the project at the beginning, when when Kelly first gave me the script, uh, I loved it. I thought we could, you know, make a really good movie. And she said the one absolute, uh, you know, the one, uh, you know, thing I won't negotiate on is we have to cast the film authentically. And I said, sure, great, love that. Uh, do you have any idea what's out there? And she said, no, but we're going to find out. And you know, the 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 film it's not you know it's not a it's not a cause movie it's not like a movie about a cause but it is cause driven uh and you know disability representation is something that we both believe in and is dear to us 
and it's something that the industry broadly has said that they really believe in. But most, for the most part, they're not willing to put their money where their mouth is. We took the, the we took the idea out. We took the pitch to to studios and production companies, and they all said, you know what? We really believe in what you're doing. We think it's a great idea and it's a good pitch, uh, and we really hope you have a success in making it. We can't wait to see it when it's done. But uh, you know, if we weren't going to put two star names in the leads, they weren't willing to take a risk on financing it. So you know, we really had to go a, a truly independent route and you know raise you know raise every single dollar to make this movie ourselves. All every favor, you know. Um, not to mention, yeah, as 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 Kelly said, you know, we 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 could never have afforded to pay everybody what what you know what they should really be get, really be getting paid for the quality of work that they put in, much less all the resources, materials, locations. Uh, people believed in us and the idea. And, you know, or they're our friends and they like us and we're willing to uh, to come on board and help us make this, you know, really special passion project uh, that, you know, we believe we have uh, we have validated that faith. And, and I hope everybody else agrees with that, too. Now, since I am a person who's uh, petty, who really believes in pettiness. Has anybody, any of the people who turned you down, I, I mean, has anybody ever thought to say nana, nana, boo-boo to them or what? So, no, never. Not once has any one of us thought so to say nana, nana, boo-boo. Janice, we, we, <laughs> we got turned down by a large festival, but I invited them to come to the screening. There you go. <laughs> In the nicest way possible. I just wanted to show that, you know, look what we've done. Look at the butterfly that this film yeah. has become. And it's it, looking- I really meant it as a sincere invitation, but I thought it would be really good to reach back out and say, you know, <laughs> I understood why you passed at the time, but I want you to see what it what it's become. Yeah, and just look at what it's become. Yeah. Now, the, the big first screening uh, was in June, Dances with Film, sold out by days, packed audience. It, it Was it at that point that you all knew that you had a hit on your hands or before then, or just when did you realize, oh, my God, what do we have here? Um, well, we, we knew it was, I don't think we expected it to sell in five days. I don't think, I don't think that we, we expected that at all. Um, you know, the momentum of this has been building. And I, and I think, I think I still don't even really realize quite what we have, because I don't know, I don't know where it's going to end up. So all I know is that we have something really special and it's catching people's attention, as you say. And it's my hope that, you know, we've been knocking on a lot of doors. And at this point, you know, we've, we've come in with a ton of momentum behind us and a ton of goodwill. And I think at this point, you know, the next thing for us to do is to get it out into the world and off the festival circuit. So that's really what we're hoping to do. Right. And so in putting and writing the script and the storyline, where did this all, the original germination of the idea, when did this start and was it inspired by a true story? Well, just tell me all about that. Sure, sure. So it's, it's not based on a true story, um, but I was inspired to write the piece uh, after dealing with a family tragedy. A relative of mine became uh, injured, uh, suffered a life-changing injury, and I suddenly noticed how inaccessible the world was for them. Um, and then I started to notice in media and film television depictions as well, that there just wasn't really the representation. There were, the only disability representation that was really there was the idea that dying was better than living with a disability. And I, and I just thought that we could, we could do so, I could do something better. So I wrote this story and, you know, it sat in a drawer for 10 years. 
And then I started dating Alexander. And this was the first script of mine that I let him read. And um, it's a very vulnerable thing to do, to, to let somebody read your work and pass judgment on it. And especially, you know, as a filmmaker, it's, it's, it's really quite scary to put yourself out there like that. But I, he asked for it, and I, I let him read it. And, and I, I kind of run to the other room because I, I don't want to see what his reactions are. But I hear him burst out laughing like a few minutes into it. And I run back into the room, and I'm like, what is so funny? And he's like, he's like, th- he's like this is hysterical. And I'm like, this is a drama. And he goes, no, this is a dark comedy. And he goes, what are you going to do with this? And I said, I, I don't, I don't really know. Um, but have I already said this? <laughs> Not to her. Not to her. I'm so sorry. We've, we've been, we've been talking so much. But you know, Alex said to me, and this is before he, he, you know, asked me to marry him. He goes, I, he goes, I will direct this, and he goes, and we will find a way to make this. So, um, it's really Alex's direction of the movie that gives the depth to these characters. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not a woe is me story. It's not a tragedy story. I mean, Toby can tell you this, like he went through every emotion, you know, on, on the spectrum to, <laughs> to bring Patrick to life. Um, but there's, there's moments where you laugh, you cry. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's very special. And I'm, I'm so happy to have done it with my husband. Oh, I don't blame you. Well, now this is the first feature film to start two leads with disabilities in a, in a narrative. So for the actors, what was that like for you? Did you know the minute you read the script that I got to do this or did it kind of grow in you? Or what was that like for you? Uh, I guess I'll start because it, it really had to grow on me because it was John's audition. <laughs> and, uh, and I had nothing to do with it, honestly. Um, I, and I, I, I do often get things for, I'm a quadriplegic myself and, um, and the role I, it was originally written as a, as a paraplegic. And, um, so I think there was a lot of things in there physically that, um, one, maybe I, I knew that I couldn't do. Um, and so I don't know that the audition came my way necessarily, but it had for John, because I think it's the only time in his life he's seen one. Uh, for a double arm amputee, um, he's a unicorn, and he's a beautiful unicorn. But it's hard <laughs> to find jobs that that can describe beautiful. sort of what no. you are and match who you are. And uh, John was doing his audition. I was reading for him, and um, he reversed it on me and said, "Why don't you do the audition?" And I said, "No, it's not mine. It's yours." He kept pestering me and forced me to do it and I did and we both got the call back and we both ended up doing the film and although it is the first one to star two guys that happen to have disabilities that their characters also have um it's also a film that's not about that it's completely about all these other real authentic things as well like Yes, John and I are authentically disabled and we're in this film and, and we're able to represent that. But more importantly, we're able to represent like the emotional life of these characters and have an opportunity, thanks to, to Kelly and Alex, um, for bringing this thing into the world and giving us an opportunity to live that emotional life and to be actors and to know what that's like. And, and I didn't know if I could do it physically. Uh, I thought I could do it emotionally, but I'd never been given the opportunity. And um, so to have that is such a rare and beautiful thing. And to know now, 
okay, I've got it. I've got the toolkit to be able to go on to another movie and be able to go. I can emotionally bring what what needs to be brought to this character and to this story, and to have the opportunity to work with Abby and and, and like incredible actors like her and Barry, um, and we've got Victoria Scott, who's just this incredible young actress, and even more importantly, the chance to work with a buddy like John, who, thanks to his audition, I get a paycheck, and I get to be, you know, know, slam dance, and, and, um, and hopefully we'll see what, what's to come when the world gets a chance to decide where this movie gets to be. Oh, absolutely. I'm just so happy to hear that this is really giving you so much confidence to continue to pursue your acting. Um, what is the, as we all know, in Hollywood, people and actors, actresses with disabilities are grossly underrepresented. So is it too early to find out what is the success of this film? What is it going to do for the the people in the community that have may have disabilities and want to pursue acting? Is, any feedback yet? John's think, been at it for longer than me, so I think he can probably handle it. I was going to say John should take the question. Yeah. Well, I have. I've been at this for 40 years, and I'm sure as soon as Daruma hits all of the major streamers and it is acquired by a uh, a large uh, organization that they'll go this guy's an overnight success <laughs> and uh, but uh yeah it's been 40 years and it's been uh, uh 36 years now as an actor with disabilities as a performer with disabilities so you know uh, the 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 numbers are not good you know about 1 in 1 in 5 or almost 24 25% of the population has some form of disability yet in film and television less than 2% of those characters in film and television are written for a character with disability and a recent study showed that 95% of that 2% only 2% of all the characters 95% of those are done by able-bodied actors using green screen or just sitting uh, an able-bodied person in a wheelchair. So they can use green screen or CGI and make them an amputee. So it's it's still a, a struggle that we're fighting, even though I've been doing this for 35 years as a, a performer with disabilities, trying to move the needle a little forward. Oh, that's, that's good to hear, though. That is some light. Uh, Finally, after nearly 40 years, is at the end of this tunnel. So, okay, for everyone, and I got two more questions, and we'll wrap this up. But we we talked about, we touched upon about the uh, challenges about getting it financed and such as that. But other than that, after all of that is overcome, what were some other challenges that popped up that you guys didn't expect, whether it was behind the scenes or before the camera? Goodness, I mean, COVID. COVID, that's what shot during COVID. Yeah, we shot it during COVID, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, that's enough right there. Well, yeah. So, although I'll I'll say, you know, we, yes, COVID was a challenge. We had a, we had really good protocols and, and Kelly was really on top of it. And I'm not sure, you know, I think everybody had, had some challenge with COVID. So uh, I'll, I'll offer a more specific story which was that uh, we do, you know, it's a road trip movie, so we had to do some driving. And the the first time we tried to do this, you know, John is a, John's a great actor, but he hadn't done practical driving in a car that had cameras mounted on it before. So we've got 
these two big, expensive professional film cameras, one mounted on the hood, one mounted on the side window. He's got his buddy in the passenger seat. He's got a five-year-old in the back seat, and I'm in the trunk of the car uh, with a monitor and headphones. And we said, you know, just follow the car in front of you. And by the way, also, you know, do your performance. Uh, and, you know, all the credit in the world to John. He, he, he gave it a noble effort, and some of that footage is in there. But it was a tough – that was a tough day, and we didn't quite make it. Uh, we always knew we were going to do uh, – we always protected a little bit of time and money to do some pickups and some reshoots. And that was the thing that we uh, decided we wanted to really put some energy into. So Kelly and I went – decided we went to uh, eastern Washington and shot background plays that play for all, all – play all over the U.S., and then we came back to L.A. and we, you know, there's an actor I've worked with who's a partner in a, an LED volume stage. And so we were able to put them back in the car, you know, with with the with the, with the road moving behind them so that John could just sit there. And, it, you know, it was it was let's just say it was a better performance. Like that's most of what you'll see. And, and we really gave John the, the space and the opportunity to just act and not worry about crashing. A car. Yeah, not worry about our safety or our or our equipment liability policy. Uh, but, uh, and, and he, he did a wonderful one. Actually, they both did a wonderful job. So I think, I think a film is letting out. So we're going to get a lot of noise here and I apologize. We're we're just in an area where we know we're getting reception. What was your, what was your, what's your last question? (laughs) Okay. The the last question is, okay. Tell uh, everybody about tomorrow's event, the slam dance. And then the last question is what's next for the film? Well, so tomorrow we are screening at the Yarrow as part of Slamdance Unstoppable Block. So that is all films that are by, for, and about, you know, persons with disabilities. Um, the screening is at 11.45. Um, we actually have some pretty incredible VIP guests coming. We have Maggie Goldberg from the Christopher Dana Reeves Foundation. We have Christopher Reeves' daughter coming, Alexandra Reeves Ganey. She is coming to our red carpet tomorrow. Um, every single attendee is going to be getting a swag bag valued at hundreds of dollars, um, thanks to our brand sponsors. Um, we started putting these bags together back in December, and then when Peter Fairley joined on, it was like all of these brands were like, we want to participate. So now everyone is getting these incredible, incredible bags. And I'll send you over some, some pictures and some, some links that you can post, that you can, you can use, Janice. Um, um, in terms of what's next for the film, I guess that remains to be seen because we are, we are, as you said, we are um, kind of the little breakout film of, of Slam Dance, and we'll see who, whose eyes we attract. Okay. Well, I know it's going to be big. I look, man, I wish it could become a series or something, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> just me. But anyway, I know all of you have got to go because you're having, like you're having a lot of fun as well as taking care of business. But I want to thank all of you for taking the time to chat with me. Congratulations on the success of this film. And I will follow you on social media. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.